Hi, my name is Shannon, and I am a transformational coach and a holistic wellness educator. I am so excited to share in conversations with Pearl today. Hey, everybody. It's Pearl Sharenza with Women's Successful Living. It's so excited to be back with you guys. We just got back from our seventh annual pajama retreat. Oh, my gosh. It was such an amazing time. 26 women an amazing home right on the beach. We walked out, we saw the sunrise, saw the sunset every single day. Women were poured into, women had breakthroughs. They shared things that had been on their heart that did not share anywhere else because they had that safe space. We did photo shoots, we did massages, we cooked together, we ate together, just had an amazing time all while we hung out in our pajamas. So if you're wanting to come back next year, make sure you keep listening because we're gonna share later on how you can grab a spot for next year because 40% of the ladies are coming back, so you don't want to miss out. But in the meantime, you know me, I like to bring amazing women to come on here and share their stories, share about self-care, and share how they've incorporated some of that into their life. And today is no different, because today we have Shannon, and she has worked in the crisis response and mental health field for over 25 years. And during that time, she was supported women of all ages coming out of abusive relationships. And she's witnessed the devastating impact of generational cycles in families that kept powerful women paralyzed in fears and self-sabotage. Through her My Resilient Wellness, her mission is to empower women who have come through trauma and abuse to heal their emotional wounds so they can live physically, emotionally, and financially free without being held back by the past. Shannon, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And that pajama party sounded amazing. Amazing. Oh my God. It was so, so much fun. I mean, literally we doubled in size. We had some growing pains um, through it because, you know, you go from like 13 to 26, you're always going to have growing pains, but it was so mm-hmm. powerful. And and to watch women who come through a lot, what we're going to talk about today, right? That they've had trauma in their life. They've had situations they were held back, that they have never relentlessly gone after that dream that that they put on the shelf for so long because of these traumas and and stuff that we're going to speak about today. So I'm so excited to have you here. And I already know of another place I want to bring you in and introduce you to a group that I coach, uh, an amazing nonprofit. So we're going to talk even after the show about how we can do some more collaboration together, because this is an important message that we need to get out and women need to be touched and heard by, by people like yourself. So before we get started as to why you're doing what you do. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to this mission that you're doing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, how far back do we want to go? Um, a little bit about me is I live in Nebraska um, and I'm a mama of amazing humans. We're in a blended family. Um, I did remarry my amazing husband two years ago. I got remarried and am living a completely different life with an amazing blended family. I have two two girls, uh, both adulting, which is so crazy. They're 20 and 21. And um, through foster care, I have a bonus child and she is 21 and just got married like three weeks ago. So um, a completely different... <laughs> And new um, life going on right now with my with my children, and I'm loving every minute of it. Um, why I chose to be in in this transformational space was my journey. Right, I think we all have a story and a message, and um, and like you said, we put our our dreams and aspirations on the shelf because we're 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 survival mode. Right, we're in survival 
consciousness or victim consciousness. And for so long, that's where I sat. And um, until I really dove into uh, self-care and um, self-development and, um, and, and I'm here today um, sharing my story more um, and being out loud, because like you said, we get to be out loud. We get to be um, outspoken and tell our journey um, vulnerably because it's not easy. Right. Um, So that other people are like, Oh my gosh. I can too. And that's why I'm here. Yeah, I think it, and I love that you said that, you know, one thing that as you were talking, I thought to feel like we're not alone, because sometimes I think we get these situations, you know, where we're held back and we just feel like we're alone. And that's one Mm -hmm. of the things I do an amazing, amazing opportunity to work with a nonprofit called the Mary Martha House. And um, they support women that are transitioning from domestic violence, recovery um, from homelessness. And, and they may have, their, they have, some of them have their kids with them and they're in this home together and they support this state base of let's help them get back on their feet. Let's help them create financing stability and all of that. And it's one thing I tell them all the time is you're not alone. There's going to be someone else when you graduate from this program, that's going to slide right in here to where you are. So you're leaving that that legacy behind of it can be done that you don't have to do this by yourself. And I think we need more of that. And not just for just for women, but even men. There's, you know, there's quite a few men in the world that are, are you know, part of domestic violence, sexual abuse and all of that as well. So we need more of this platform. We need more of this discussion that we're having today. And so. I, I love, I, I made a note. So you had a, a, your adulting. I mean, my youngest is 23. I'm going to be 24 in January. And my oldest passed last year at 25. So he's my forever 25, as I call Matthew. And and we adopted Matthew. So when you I said foster, I was like, oh, yeah, I love that. You know, we didn't adopt Matthew through the foster system. However, because we were able to adopt him, we kept him from having to go into the system. So I just love that when other families are doing the same thing, I think it's just so powerful that we can uplift. And so... So tell us, you know, tell us a little bit more about your story. You know, let mm-hmm. us hear your story, what you're what you're able to share and how you took you took your story and created your why and, and how what you're doing today in the coaching that you're doing and your resilience, my resilience wellness program that you're doing. Absolutely. So um, let me think. So like I have been divorced from my first husband for 12 years. Um, so before that, I was I was married to a man who was my high school sweetheart. And um, if everybody knows that so you feel like at 16, that everything is a good idea. And um, you just follow what the expectation is. And he was a narcissistic um, alcoholic. He was an alcoholic probably the whole time, honestly, like the more I think about it. And um, I was married to him for a decade. and in the pattern, like, like I think about it now and I'm like, this was like a cycle. Right. And I always talk about the generational cycles. And we talked about that in my bio, right? I saw the circle of women, um, having children and those children doing the same thing, you know, as, as their parents did, or their mother did, or their grandmother did. And I was in that pattern. Right. And so, um, my marriage was really abusive. It was physically abusive. It was emotionally abusive. And, um, something that some people don't really think about being domestic violence is I wasn't allowed to go hang out with friends. I did not have my own money. I didn't, I couldn't go to work in town because it was easier to keep me 20 miles out, out of town. Right. And so like, there's other ways that, um, these abusers kind of control what you do and who you're around. Uh, and so I, I lived that life for 10 years, um, 
I actually, uh, when I was pregnant with my, with my second daughter, um, I filed for divorce and, um, because he threw me off of a porch when I was pregnant and, um, and was choking me. And so I filed for divorce and, um, I reneged on it because I was so freaking scared to survive and to pay for everything by myself at 25 years old. Um, and so I had both my children at 25 and, um, I just remember, uh, just the terrifying feeling of either I'm going to be at my mom's house. I'm going to be homeless. I'm not going to be able to do this by myself. I didn't really have a support system because friends, I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> no one knew. Right. And so not even our friends, um, mutual friends knew what was going on behind my door. And that, that is really what I talk to people about. If they, if they feel like, um, oh my gosh, they have it all because they have this big, big white, this big house and the picket fence, and they have these amazing jobs. I worked in a mental health clinic. I was the person who trained people. I was the crisis responder. Um, my husband was a professional, right? And so it doesn't matter who you are, what profession you are. Um, I've known people that have been on my, my show that are, you know, that, our six figure income when they decided to leave the home and their six figure income now women on their own. And so um, you can rebuild, but it's so scary in that moment of where am I going to sleep? What is going to happen to me? Um, and so when I was going through that, through that marriage, um, throughout the experience of 16 to 20 to 35, right? Cause I was married, I was with him for a hell of a lot longer than I was married to him. Right. Um, I felt broken. Um, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have any self-worth. Uh, he told me that I was stupid and all of these other negative things. And, and as time goes on, you believe all of the negative things these humans tell you and which also allows more control, right? And, um, more self-sabotage from yourself and more depression and more shame and all of the things were just stacked on top of each other. And, um, there was just like these, these things that happened over a year period of time. And, and I supposed, um, my children, um, my girls, um, started getting in the way. My girls started trying to protect me because they were in kindergarten and first grade. And that's when really things kind of started shifting in my mind of, um, protecting my children, like that mama bear came up, right? I wanted to protect my children. I didn't want them to see what was going on. Um, the shame came up, right? I don't want them to see their mother in this, in this facet. And, um, and the unsupported feeling happened, um, and abandonment happened and repetitiveness, right? So, uh, he left me, um, because he was drunk and he got angry and he left me. Um, we happened to be in Sturgis, South Dakota. And if anybody knows what Sturgis rally is, it is a huge rally in Sturgis, South Dakota, the tiniest town until August <laughs> when there's 60,000 people that show up on motorcycles and he left me in town. I had no way of getting back to the camper. I had no license. I had no money. And I was like, okay, Shannon, what are you doing? Right. And, um, Another moment was I was helping somebody like half my age get out of a domestic violence situation, helping her find a home. She was homeless, um, pack her bags, find a safety plan, get her with our domestic violence coalition. And I was like, Shannon, <laughs> Shannon, you are doing the same thing. Like I'm at home, like preparing every day um, 
feeling into the 501 PM happened and anxiety rose and everything had to be done and and fixed and corrected and made sure he was fed and everything was done by 501 so that the house was calm. Right. And there was no fighting and it was peaceful for my children. And so like all of this preparation that I was telling these other humans that I was working with every day, you deserve better. I wasn't looking in the mirror um, until I finally did. And, and so if you're like me and you're like, it's not that bad, it's not domestic violence. It's just financial. I, um, it's okay that I don't get to hang out with my friends. It's okay that I don't get to choose my job or go back to school. Like he loves me because like some parts of it are really, really amazing. Right. We always have those some parts that are really amazing until they're not. And, um, I help women, professional women, coaches all the time that are like, but it's so amazing until it's not. You deserve better. You deserve to be loved every single day, no matter what. Um, and and uh, that was the pivotal moment when I was left. And that abandonment came up for me so harshly um, that I wanted to choose different for myself. And that's 10 years ago. I I chose a holistic wellness, wellness path because I was so freaking depressed um, that I was on um, psychotropic medications because I just... I just didn't know what to do, right? Um, I lost my friends. When you divorce somebody, it's like when you when you finally decide um, and you're scared to death, right? You lose a lot of humans in your life. You lose that other family and all of those humans that you've you've been with for maybe you've been with them for 20 years. Maybe it wasn't just a decade, right? But the longevity is that it's like a death. It's it's a whole new way of being. Um, and you get to rebuild that human. But I think what I thought about then, and I feel like I'm rambling, but I thought about then is I got to start over. Like, this is so hard. I get to start over. But friends, you don't get to start over. You get to rebuild from here. It's like a set point. You have all of this wisdom and all this knowledge up until now, right? And up until now, when you choose you and you choose your kids, like that, that just that 20 seconds of insane courage when you think anything is possible, just go with it and just rebuild. And that is what I did when I found a new family. Um, like my, when I say a new family, it's my holistic wellness. I am in doTERRA and these humans that were like, I got you, let's work on these emotions. Um, and, and let's help you succeed and let's help you rebuild. And whether it's financial, emotional, situational, let's help you rebuild this and get your self-worth right wasn't rebuilding anything else besides my self-worth at the time because you have to love the human you see in the in the in the mirror and I did not like her at all yeah um so that gets me to here yeah I mean I I just wrote down so many different things like your aha when to leave it you know and you're right everybody gets that spot where that's like that's that pivotal thing you being left you know and and abandoned like that and then also like to to hear you know, we talk all the time that what happens in our lives and how it affects our kids and have, you know, your two girls and then be like, you know, they shouldn't be protecting me. I should be protecting them. Right. I'm sure that was probably so heavy. heavy. And those that are listening, if you're going through the same thing, I'm sure it's just as heavy for you right now as what you're hearing mm-hmm. Shannon share. And, and just want you to know, as you're listening to us, if you're feeling that you're triggered in any way, please reach out for help. Please, you know, contact somebody nearby, contact a friend, you know, sometimes too, I know you were saying that, you know, when you go out there, your friends maybe didn't know. Mm -hmm. I I would say probably if you think about this, they probably knew, but some, Mm -hmm. what happens is they're so afraid to tell. 
they were so afraid to ask Shannon, like, are you okay? Is there anything going on? You know, because they're afraid to not know what to do, or they're afraid to be like, how do I help? You know, and, and those kind of, and then also just the, 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 the thought of not knowing that it's actually happening. Right. And I think it's mm-hmm. important that if you, if you think just be, just offer, I, I remember when, um, my son, Matthew, when he was going through some stuff in his life and he had connected with this, there's a group here and where we're at in our city and they're a cult. I knew it was a cult. I knew up front it was a cult, but I, I called my friend and, I'm, and I said, what do I do? He goes, first of all, don't say to him, you know what it is because he's just going to mm-hmm. shut down. Right. So what he said, and I tell everybody all the time, I think this applies to anything and everything. If you know somebody that's going through something, you're concerned it's just be, how can I, how can I support you? Just be like, I'm here. If you need to have an open conversation with about anything that's going on, how can I support you? And that includes like with our children, you know, starting mm-hmm. young and, and sitting down and having a conversation over coffee or as my kids got older, it was, it was sushi for my older son. It was movies for my younger son. They called and said, we want to, can we go talk? And, and they said, let's go sushi or movie. I'm like, okay, we're going to have a conversation creating that safe space. But if you feel like there's somebody that you're concerned about, just let them know. I'm here if you need to talk. It's totally a safe space. I'm I'm here. I'm open to receiving anything I can do to help you. And I like what you said that, you know, you're right. Because that's what they want to do. They want to break you down. They want to tell you these things. They want to play that humanness on our brain. And our brain, you know, we talk about this in my Shiro League that we coach. We, you know, every Sunday evening, we meet from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We talk about how your brain is your best friend, but it's your worst enemy and how, you know, you're right. He was using that, that judge and that sabotage to get in that brain and, and use that side of the brain. that was your worst enemy to tell you that that's believable. Right. And absolutely. And, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. And then, like you said, you kind of were living, leaving that, you know, the imposter syndrome life where you're helping this young girl do what you know mm-hmm. you need to do, but mm-hmm. you're afraid to take that leap. And I think that that's, a thing that we should talk about is that fear, you know, that false evidence appearing real, but when we're in the middle of it, it feels freaking like it's actually factual, right? We're so scared to take, and we talked about this at our retreat this past week. We talked about how taking that first step is just putting the toe in the water is so freaking scary. And once you take and put the toe in, you can get the other four toes in and then you get your, your walking with that Mm -hmm. first step. Second step becomes easier. And, you know, having somebody with you, whether it's a coach or like yourself or, uh, you know, a therapist, whatever that is, it's okay. It's okay to get help. It's okay to say, I need help. I don't know where to turn. You know, somebody at a retreat over the weekend went through a lot, some of the things that you were describing and she happened to be here and she went with me. I happened to be coaching the night at the, um, the nonprofit I was working with. And she walked out of there and she was so emotional because she said, I wish they had something like this for me. I wish there was more of this out there when I was going through this. And I feel like we are at that place. We're starting to share and have sources available, like what you do and everything. But, you know, what I, what my last note I wrote was that you chose you, like you chose you. And whether you're in, in a situation of, you know, what we're talking about today, or just you're in a, you're an amazing mom who's working out of the house or you're working in the house. And I'm calling you a CFO mom because you don't stay home and eat bonbons every day. You're home running a household. Those four walls of that home, apartment, wherever you're living at, that's a brick and mortar of a business, right? And if you're working out of the home and you're coming home as a mom, you're still continuing CFO roles. 
And so it's like, you deserve to choose you. And it's okay to say to the kids, even as little as they are, hey, let's go learn to put your clothes away. It's okay to, to hand off and delegate things in the house and choose you. Because the bottom line is, and you know, I've, in 2015, Shannon, I went through an identity and, and destiny course where at the end we had to give our I am statement. I've been with my husband almost 40 years. I thought, oh, I'm a wife, I'm a mom. And, and during that course, even at the end of six weeks, I still wasn't getting it that who the heck was Pearl? And it took a friend I met in the course, Shannon, to say, I still don't hear anything about you. So I had to go on that journey to figure out who was Pearl and find my inner self. And I did that. And, you know, that's what I've built my business on now is like, it's okay to say yes to you and no to others. No is a sentence. It's a complete sentence. When you choose you, you're saying no to others and you're allowing yourself. And then last year, you know, July 25th, last year, I literally talked to my son 20 minutes before he was killed in a tragic car accident. And I was like, I was so glad that I had chosen myself because I was showing up in both of my boys' lives now. And we had conversations just like literally 20 minutes before I passed. But it truly reminded me again that in a split second, it can all be gone. And if you're listening to Shannon and I talking today, you, if somebody could just say at your eulogy what they saw you do for yourself, because they're going to say, she was a great mom. She's a great wife. She's a great sister. She's all, all these great titles you are. But if they had to just say, what did you do for your self-care? Can you think of at least five people that are going to stand there and talk about it? Because if you can't, you need to start saying yes to yourself. You need to set boundaries around that. And the thing too, and Shannon, I think you would agree as well, is that when you start saying yes to yourself, that there's the guilt because we feel guilty when we put ourselves first. It's natural, it's sabotage of our brain, it says. But when we can stage that part of the brain, it says, no, I need to do myself first because when I do, I show up better for the things and people in my life I need to, right? And so- Absolutely. Yeah, and so Shannon, let's talk a little bit about that. Like you decided to make that that move to choose you, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and it wasn't easy. I'm Like you said, it was oh scary. Gosh, yeah. You freaking lost friends, you know, you, you know, you, you probably financially struggled for a little while and no matter what, you still are choosing you and, and knowing, you know, and those that are listening, knowing that you're going to go through stuff. And if you still push through, look at Shannon, she's come out the other side and she's sharing her message. So let's talk a little bit about that because people that are listening, are, I'm sure we're resonating with them. Talk about that bit, that faith of stepping into the, that fear and what, what it took, who you surrounded yourself with, and maybe any other advice you can give to somebody that's listening. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Like so many things came up when you were talking about like, like us leaning into ourselves and no matter I've, I've been a professional. I've worked in a, I've worked in a clinical setting. I've worked in a hospital. I've stayed at home with my kids for a few years. So I've, I've now I'm, you know, entrepreneur. So I've done the different facets. So I do agree that it is all business. Like it, it is, you get, and being a mom, we just went on this amazing convention, right? And so, so many people left their kids and they're all like, come home because like our routine is completely off, right? The women just know what to do all day long, right? And, and it's amazing. And 
not just women, right? If you're in, it, there's so many amazing dads that take care of, take care of their kids too. And so just when you get in that routine and something changes, it gets um, disheveled a little bit. So yeah, stepping into yourself is really like what I felt like every single day of my marriage was like, I was on an airplane and it was crashing every single day. Like by the, I would wake up and I'm like, believe in possibilities. Like this is going to be a good day. And then the freaking plane would go down. Right. And so stepping into leaning in and, and accepting and and choosing me was putting the oxygen mask on like every single day for myself so that I could be a better mom so that I could start working on um, just little details and and making a plan right I didn't leave and boom right I didn't choose and then just leave um, I was choosing me for a while um, at, before I actually left right and so um but resign, but leaning into that was first of all accepting what I needed to do. Like it wasn't going to be an easy task. I'd already done it once. And so my context was like, you're just going to go back. Um, he felt the same way. And so my ex-husband then was like, You're never going to survive by yourself. You're going to lose this house. Um, you're going to come back. And, um, all of these things ran through my head because I believed everything the human said. Right. And so, um, my, my first thing was security. My first thing was money. So I, I did get three jobs. I had three jobs. I had two little kids. And so, um, yeah, when you talk about like financial stress, right. Um, it, it was like, what do I need? to feed my kids and keep my house. And I did everything possible. Um, I asked for help. Um, when I, I used, I started with doTERRA and I have an upline, right? And so my upline and I are super close. Um, they know so many things. Um, they've helped me through a lot of, a lot of really good trials and triumphs and would cheer me on in my lowest of times and my highest of times. And those are the people that you need, whether it be your, like you said, um, a good therapist, your best friend, somebody that's not going to just li listen to your shit and let you sit in it, but actually be open and encourage you to be your best self. Like um, another resident, I, I took a leadership course a year ago now, and my I am statement is I am a courageous, powerful, free leader, right? I want to create freedom for all women that have gone through trauma, have all women that have been through gaslighting or narcissistic abuse. And friends, gaslighting can happen in the workplace. Gaslighting can happen with your family. It doesn't have to be with a partner, right? And um, so the courage to choose you is the first step. Is that like one toe in the water kind of situation? The the power comes from deciding like something that resonated with me this last. I love trees. Okay, I love trees. I love being in the forest. The wisdom of these amazing things are, are just so beautiful, right? We, I think, as humans, um, we want to see the end goal, the end game. We want to see what the picture is going to be created if we choose this, and we cannot see through the entire forest, right? But you can see the first step, right? And then that first step happens, and you can see the next step. And so, what I would, what I really, really chose to do is just take the next best step for me. And um, something new for me was. Um, I was so indecisive because my brain sabotaged me, right? Um, friends, we have 80,000 thoughts a day. 
90% of them are negative, right? And they are rerun in our head, rerun in our head. And so really choosing the words you say every single day. So finding an I am statement, like Pearl is talking about, find a mantra that you just really lights you on fire, finding a song that just makes you cry, but gets you energized, um, put things in front of you. And that is what I did. Good humans, um, essential oils to support my emotions, hands down, got me to here. Console, wild orange and bergamot and balance got me, got me to started that first year. Like console was like my jam um, because I got off the antidepressant because it made me not feel well. Um, and, um, and console was my best friend. I used her every single day. Um, because I was, I was really depressed and sad and, um, I needed to be a mom and I needed to work the three jobs and I, I, um, got to power through. Right. And so that next best step, um, was, was then starting to speak about it. Right. Um, my doTERRA family was like, Shannon, I see a completely different human than I did a couple years ago. Can you talk to our team? This team is like, I I don't even know. So I'm a dreamer. And um they had they we used to get together for for meetings every single week and I got to show them my dream board. Um I got to express what I wanted to create in my life and I got to express that it wasn't a victim story anymore. I wanted to create abundance. I wanted to help other women and I wanted to create a bridge to help them get through hell faster. And, um, and so that is, that was the first step, like really. And that was a hard, that was hard. I think I cried. <laughs> Are you sure I cried just talking about my dream board because it was that powerful, right? This girl that is in the middle of Nebraska who felt broken was full of shame, was talking to hundreds of humans, thousands of humans about all you need to do is put it on paper, change the words you say every day and make it freaking happen, right? Does it matter your story or your journey? Um, what I tell and what I feel into every single day is we're so freaking powerful because of our story and our journey. Like you feel like you're broken, you feel like you can't do it, but man, you survived everything up until now. So you were freaking powerful. And that is what I started really telling myself in the mirror. Like you are freaking powerful. You can do anything. We do hard things well, Shannon. Um, and I tell that to the humans that I coach. I tell that to my friends that call me and we're like, Shannon, like today was just blah, 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 right? I'm like, but what happened because of it, right? And my life could have been different about four months ago, June, right? My daughter, my youngest daughter was in a horrific car accident and my life could have changed completely and utterly. And I'm so incredibly blessed and grateful that she's here today. But every single moment of that day, I was grateful and I saw joy and I saw love and I saw all of the things that were happening for her. And it was beautiful and amazing. And I was like, thank you, God, for everything. 12 years ago, I wasn't thanking God for everything. I wasn't seeing all the beautiful things around me. I wasn't connected like I was, like I am now. And so I think when we can start our day with intention and, and find something above us and give what we cannot handle right now to somebody else above us, whatever you believe, God, spirit, universe, um, something good comes from it, Right. It was a shitty day. It was the most hardest, hardest day. And it was also the best day. And what has happened from there, so many things have shifted for her. And so many things have shifted for me. And so much 
love and openness was built between our relationship because I was like, girl, you're built different. You got this. You were amazing. You are brave, right? When she was like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening, right? When you have 16 ambulance people and two ambulances and sirens and people everywhere, she was like 20 years old going, what is going on? And am I going to survive? I can't feel my legs. It's okay. You got this. You're built different. We'll take care of it, right? And so I think that every hard thing, something happens that is going to be like, that's what this was for, right? And I don't know, does that resonate? <laughs> oh my gosh, it so resonates. You know, I was like, you know, like we, the I am statements, let's just start there for a second. The I am statements. And it, that for me, it took me in 2015 when I realized at, after six weeks, I still didn't know who the heck I was. I literally dropped Matt off at college, you know, that, that fall. And I said, listen, you know, God and I, we've wrapped up this opportunity for you. You're going to go play college ball. This is your job now. However you unwrap it, it's totally up to you. I can't control it anymore. I can't guide you. I can guide you, but I can't make the choices for you, right? I can't say you can do this, you can't do that. You are, you know, an adult now. And and you know, he didn't unwrap it the way he needed to. He college wasn't for him. You know, he did one year and then, you know, he had some other things in his life and that happened. But no matter what, I kept telling him, you'll find your spot, you'll find your spot. And so mm-hmm. I remember that I, you know, I I always felt weird saying the affirmation statement until just recently. I still said them. Like I still stood up every day and said, I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. Whatever's coming to me, good, bad, or indifferent. I have a lesson to learn from it. And I'm going to take away what I'm supposed to take away. Right. And I was saying that. And it wasn't until recently, probably about six months ago, a friend of mine, Car- Karsta, she's been on the podcast as well before. She said, what if you changed it? What if you said Show me in what show, today I'm going to make choices that are going to allow me to see the ways that I am beautiful, that are going to allow me the choices and the opportunities that are going to come to me that are going to allow me to say, this is an opportunity to build wealth for my family, you know, that are going to allow me to say, yes, I, you know, we had growing pains at our retreat and they were, there were some challenges, you know, we were short two ambassadors and we, those were lessons to learn for next year. Like, don't let it hold me back. Don't let it knock me down. Right. So, so mm-hmm. that, that whole, if you switch, so if you're listening and you're saying, yeah, foo-foo on those affirmations and foo-foo on, you know, all that. I, I mean, I've got clients I coach. I'm like, okay, so what if we did it differently? You know, um, I love how Megan Trainer she talks about after her first child, her therapist said, you need to see the beauty of you because she felt, you know, she just had this baby. She didn't feel, she didn't feel beauty, you know, when she looked in the mirror. So she made her stand in front of the mirror naked for mm-hmm. and step back. I think she had to say, you know, stay, take six steps away from the mirror. And she said, you got to find something beautiful on your body. So she made her intentionally look. And she said, I think it took her like two weeks. She's like, I have that role, but that's role is because of this. Right. And so if we can mm-hmm. just flip the switch a little bit. So if you're listening to us, you're like, I don't just find, find what works for you. We're not saying, Shannon and I are not saying, this is how you should do it. The bottom line, oh. Shannon has said, she found a way to say, I no longer want to live this life. I'm going to work three jobs. I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to find a business like your doTERRA that says, and it's a great company. I've got many friends who talk the same thing you do that say, oh my gosh, it's not just about our product. It's really about uplifting other women. So find that opportunity to surround yourself. And and really the thing is, if you are sitting there and you're listening to us, and you're like, I'm scared to make the move. It's okay to be scared. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push. 
but it's also the bigger okay is to ask for help. Get somebody mm-hmm. that can help you and make that big step because, you know, we all, what, you know, I, I'm very blessed. I've been with my husband almost 40 years. You know, we've had our ups and downs, but we've always had communication. I mean, I was 19 years old when I met him. I asked him to marry me. So that's a fun story too. That's and then so I fun. Him the next day, but, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah. And so it's always for the one thing I learned from him, because I didn't grow up in a, in a household that communicated. My parents argued mm-hmm. it was eggshells and all of a sudden they were fine. You're like, what happened? You know, so I had to learn that communication, but I still, you know, there's still things I ask for help for friends that, you know, I could go, I can go to my husband Chuck with anything, but sometimes I want to keep that with a girlfriend. Right. So I find mm-hmm. I, as a coach, even as a coach, I have a coach. Right. And so absolutely. Yeah. So finding that help, asking for help, you know, and then I love what you said too. We hear it all the time, but truly you have to put your oxygen mask on first. You really have to put you first. And if you have little ones, they're not, they're going to be okay. And the, the big mm-hmm. thing too is how cool is it for you, especially Shannon, to have your daughters look at you now and say, we got this. And then, and then mm-hmm. here you are years later, your daughter's mm-hmm. in this traumatic thing. And I'm so glad you don't, you did not have to walk the path that we've walked. You know, because it's the hardest thing in the world is to lose a child. Mm -hmm. But you stood in that moment of that. I I mean, I I know what it feels like because the phone call and everything that we didn't receive looking for our son. um, And, you know, it's a whole other different story. But to look at her and give her the strength while she's not feeling her legs and everything and say, you have this. And she knew hearing your voice. I really believe that she knew because she saw you have it. So you saw Shannon go after her and say, we have this. It's going to suck. I'm going to have to work three jobs. I'm going to probably not see my kids much because I'm going to have to have a sitter here or sitter there. I'm, I'm going to go mm-hmm. through this. But at the end, her daughters have seen you, your daughters and you come through this strong, amazing woman and you empower them to do the same. And, and that's what we have to do with our, with our young kids right now. We need to start now. There's a so I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but she's on TikTok, a little girl. And she gets on her little cute little robe and she's got these cute little glasses on. And she's like, I don't do negative today. And I just, or she'll have I, comments. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to squeeze her and be like, can we like put her in all the schools? <laughs> like, Absolutely. We need to. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like the other day, which reminds me that what brings me up here is when Kivana got married that weekend, all my girls were home, obviously. Right. And, um, we were, I had just done you guys. And I, like I, like you said, the best, the best coaches have coaches. I still have a coach. I will always have a different coach and be in a program to, to work on my inside, my mindset, my gumption, my courage, all of the things, right. Um, my business knowledge, all of the things, cause things change so often. Um, but I just, I dove into some self-development. I worked on some other things deeper, um, than I ever have before because of the trajectory of like Courtney's thing, because of what has happened, um, in the last six months, because every single time I really feel like I've declared, I'm going to create this. I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to create this, right? Something comes to like sabotage it, right? Whether it's our brain because we don't think we're worthy, whether it's the universe, whatever, it comes to just test you, right? And so in the last six months, I've been tested. And um, I sat here and I was talking to my oldest 
daughter. And it was all about like, I did an Akashic reading and we just dove into a lot of just stuff that had gone on in generations. And I talk and I teach generational um, ancestral healing. And this is what I do. And she just looked at me and she was like, I don't know where we would be if you were still married to dad. And I was like, so we sat there and I was like, holy smoke. She's like, seriously, I don't even know where I would be. Like, she was like me. She's like, you have done so much healing. You have done so many things. You're a completely different woman than you were 12 years ago when she was in first grade. Right. Um, I just, I just can't even, I don't even know. Right. But it was the first step that got me to the next step that got me to the next step. Right. And I don't know where I would be. Right. I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. I know that. Um, And I wouldn't be living in freedom, in joy, having peace in my home um, now. But it was just the first step. It was the oxygen mask on. It was the, the next step to do the next step, to do the next thing. And 12 years out, I am so incredibly grateful. And um, everything that we do for ourselves, everything that you do for yourselves helps your kids. Every, everything that we heal and we work on, we work on self-development helps our kids clear that as well. Helps our family above us realize there is an opportunity for this healing or we, every time we work on and I do a gem session or I do an energy healing that breaks a generational chain, I help everybody, every woman above me that didn't get out of the domestic violence relationship. And I help my kids not repeat my pattern. And, and that's what, that's what my goal has been was to heal me, heal my kids. And then when I was like, oh my gosh, we're doing this, we're working on this real time. I'm like, how can I do it for more women? Right. How can I create a bigger ripple? And that's what you're here, right? Pearl, you're like, how can we see more people have more impact show more authentic conversations to the world because you're not alone. There's so many women, there's so many people that are going through similar things like us that, that I thought I was alone. I needed what I give. I needed a membership. I needed humans to be like, I got you. I get it. I get it. It's hard. And you can do this, right? I didn't have humans that had, or I didn't have any assets to a program or women that have gone through or a Facebook group or just people that I could be like, okay, this happened. Am I crazy in my mind? Cause I feel crazy. Right. Um, you just didn't, I didn't have that connection. And, and I'm so glad, like you said, we're in a space right now that we're like torchbearers for the healing. Like we're, uh-huh. we're like, okay, we're not going to sit here and be victims anymore. We're going to, we're going to provide healing. We're going to show a different way um, because it is possible. Absolutely. And, and that leads me to my next question. So tell our listeners a little bit about what, when a client comes, when you start working with a client, like what is that client experience like with you? Um, that is amazing. Thank you for asking that. Um, so first and foremost, everything that I do in my resilient wellness, um, is, has a holistic approach, right? Um, we, I love gem generational emotional mapping. Uh, I've been certified for five years and I found gem because I needed a tool or I was looking for a tool for so long to create a ripple. Uh, I love one-on-one coaching. It is amazing. And to just really, individualize uh the program and but gem gives me an opportunity to help 
the person I'm seeing in in my in my session, and we're helping her entire lineage at the same time, um, just all chains. Uh, and we have so much emotions. Um, our body keeps the score. And so if we, I think that we have always been told, um, even if you're a girl, suck it up. Don't be a sissy. Um, like we, we don't have time for this. Um, baseball is, you know, we don't cry in baseball. There's no crying in baseball, but you really get to feel the feelings. And otherwise they, they turn into other things and they get magnified as time goes on. And so, um, pain, discomfort, um, disease process, all of the things, mental health um, issues. And so I help my clients release those emotions that have them in self-sabotage, have them stuck in their business, have them um, just really thinking that it, it is not possible or they can't make the money or they can't go on stage and talk or anything. Um, it's really just connected to the generational shit. <laughs> um, and we clear it right? We, there's always a holistic wellness approach to everything. Um, essential oils are massive for your emotions. And I teach women and, and all my clients how to positively affect your emotions naturally without having to use a chemical to do so. Um, that's really important to me, just giving alternative or options and supporting them through um, the process of I have intense courage right now for, you know, to to create this, right? You get to have that support of your friends, you get the support of the essential oils. And we're working on things um, in real time in coaching. And um, in my coaching and my resident wellness, uh, those two things are really core. But it's all about moving you forward, opening yourself up to um, believing in that I am statements, believing in that mantra, believing um, you can create what's on your heart, um, dream bigger than you ever thought was possible and just make it happen. Um, just there's no, there's no end. There's no end. It's just a beginning. And, um, I love walking people through, um, what's possible for each and every single one of my clients. It's powerful. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I love that there's no end. It's the beginning. I think that's such a powerful visionary of understanding that. And that really is, if you can just visualize that. So if you're listening to us, just look at that. Like we're like, I keep talking about the retreat because just came off of it. But we, we literally were on the water. We had this beautiful walkway down to the sand and we did this mm -hmm. amazing circle. Um, we asked everybody to give us family names that we could ask them to give us something. And so we sent this email to their friends and family. We said, please write a letter about, you know, how are they showing up in their life? What about them inspires you? And what way would you like them to show up more in their life? And then also give them a special, special message. And I mean, the letters were just, we didn't read the letters. We, my assistant typed them up. My God, you know, she copied and pasted into a really pretty piece of paper. We rolled it up with a pretty ribbon on it, sat along the beach. And so I walked them down to the circle. And as I got to the circle, it, it was just so perfect to the way it set up. There's a gate that you would open to go onto this beach, right? So I was like, and there was a gate at the pool where we took it from the pool. So the gate from the pool closed behind you. And we're like, okay. And we would, and I would stop them. There was three of us that walked them down and I would stop them. And I said, look at that ocean straight in front of you. And it was a perfect day because the ocean was very calm. And I said, that ocean is telling you, come swim to me get in here with me. Let's go deeper into what you've been holding back. Right. So it was just so beautiful. So we opened the door and they went and sat. It was just such a beautiful setting. And it's like, it truly is that this is the beginning. And if you're listening mm -hmm. to us, truly, this is the beginning of those next steps that even though it's scarier than heck, 
-hmm. you can do it. It's just taking that first step. It's asking for help. It's having the faith. Like what your daughter said to you, I got chills when you said that, because that's what it's about is to show our kids that no matter what you're going through. And right now I was not a big Deion Sanders fan when he played football, but he is like winning me over big time as a coach, Mm -hmm. you know? And when he said in the interview yesterday, I don't know what it was, but I caught on TikTok. He said, I don't need you to like me. I don't, your opinion of me doesn't matter because there's only one person that matters. And I'm the one who built me. You didn't build me. And I'm the one that matters. And like you said, no matter what your faith is, God, energy, whatever it is, he's like, and I only have to answer to one person, God and myself. Mm-hmm. So you can tell me whatever you mm-hmm. want to tell me. And that truly, that message is so powerful for listening to know it doesn't matter that the world of opinions, yes, they're going to have their opinions. And, you know, I always say, tell everybody, I remember my son used to say, oh, it's all your fault. You know, they were teenagers, right? And he pointed and I say, okay, let's do this together. You know, and I feel like opinions are the same thing. You have five fingers, you're pointing the finger at me, but you got these three fingers that are pointing back at you. And this thumb mm-hmm. is both of us together. And my son would get so mad when I would flip it back on him, you know? <laughs> And, and that's so much yeah, I love that about opinions. You have an opinion about me, but what about you? What did you do differently? What did you do to serve, right? Uh, all that stuff. And, and I respect your opinion. I respect the perception. And so we don't need to take that on. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you're listening, look what Shannon's daughter said. She didn't know where she would be if you had not been, had the strength and that that boldness and that scariness to step into that first step of the biggest fear of your life to change something that you're sick and tired of dealing with and you know you're worthy Absolutely. you know so mm-hmm. it gets so powerful and I, I love that you're giving that experience to your clients and you know those that are about to come and those that are working with you now I know I'm sure if they're sitting here with us they'd be like yes she's right you know and I think it's so powerful and and I love that you're sending the message out and, and those that are listening I tell her all the time you everybody has a book you don't have to publish it, but write your book about your story and maybe give it to somebody that just says, hey, I wrote this down. It could be a Word document. This is my life. I see this in you if I can empower you. You don't have to publish it, but just put put your words down. And don't be afraid. One of the things that I think too with, that resonates with me is don't think that your kids don't see what's happening because your daughter just told you that, right? Our kids see yeah. it. We, we think we're hiding it from our kids. I mean, I remember saying to my mom, why'd you stay with dad so long? Like they were together for 40, 43 years of marriage. And my mom finally left him. And my dad wasn't faithful. He was a narcissist. You know, when I look back and everything and, um, and he, she's like, cause I didn't know. And I, she doesn't have the answer. Like she can't, she never stood up to my dad. She never stood up to my, you know, other, other men figures in her life. And, and I know that's a lot because of the age when they got together and all, but I tell her all the time, I go, at least you took the, the step. Yeah. Your life hasn't been what you want it to be. But you took the step. And I, you know, and people say to me, why were you not like that? I said, because I saw, I mean, God blessed me with having the knowledge of seeing what was in front of me. And at 14 years old, I said, I'm getting a job because my parents said, the best thing too is my parents said, if you want to go buy those Jordache jeans, you need to get a job. So I started babysitting. Like I went to school, came home and found some sort of work to do. Once I got my driver's license, I was never home. And then at 17, mm-hmm. when I graduated high school, you know, I didn't have that guidance counselor that said you could go. I wanted to be a teacher. Now here I am teaching, but I didn't go to college for a, to be a teacher mm-hmm. of the school. Right. But I decided at 17 years old when my dad's like, oh, you got to pay rent. You got it. And you have a curfew. And I'm like going, wait a minute. I pay my car payment. I pay my car insurance. You want me to pay rent? And I got to have a curfew. 
I'm out. I got my own apartment. So that was the biggest blessing from their relationship that I said, because I could have been just like what your daughter said, had Mm -hmm. I not made that choice to do something. And I was scared to death. I, I was freaking sharing an apartment, a one bedroom, little apartment with a girlfriend. We're sharing a queen bed together. That's how badly I wanted to be out of the situation. Right. So you do what you have to do. And that's what I hope everybody listening understands what we do what we need to do and and to get us to through that fear. And, and the hardest things when you come out the other side, you're like, Oh my God, that was so easy. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there was some pain. There was some sorrow, some crying. But if I made it through that, bring it on. I can make it through anything, Absolutely. right? I just think Absolutely. it's so, Absolutely. so powerful. Oh my gosh. And I, oh my gosh, that's so great. That is, I love that. I love that. And I think it, there, there's always a line that you have in the sand. There's always like this defining moment in your life. And I've, I've had several that get, that have made me like, okay, and I want more, right? There's always a defining moment. And, and the, the powerful those, those powerful moments, like you talk about, will you, you have a choice. You always have, you always have a choice. They're both painful. So what pain do you want? Do you want the pain of sitting here and always wondering what could have been, or do you want the pain of making it through that next mountain, creating something and squeezing the absolute all you can in your life? Because I do not want to go. That is my worst fear is to get to the end of my life, wherever it is. Maybe it's in 80 years. Maybe it's down the road here shortly, right? I don't know. But I do not want to go get be on my deathbed and be like, damn, I wish I would have done that. Dang, I wish I would have been on purpose. I wish I would have said those things. I would have wish I would have wrote that book, right? I have so many things in my heart. Um, this retreat that you just came from sounds absolutely amazing. And I cannot wait to create our retreat. And I just, there's just so many things I want to do and create, but it's the next step, right? That you get to do right now to, to do that. Both are painful. And that's what I, that's what I just resonate so much, but is the pain of sitting right where you are worse? That's what you get to decide. And for me, it was worse sitting in the pain that I was in than it was the pain of what was going to happen, what I needed to create. Um, and it, and it's, it's that way in business. It's that way in relationship. It's that way with your kids, right? <laughs> like, do I have to be right? No, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't have to be right. Right. Um, I don't know. So much things, so many things come up yeah. in this conversation. Yeah. We could... This has been a, a so, so, so much fun. I just looked down like, oh my gosh, our time's going to come up shortly soon. So um, you're talking about a mountain and that reminds me, I've talked about it here before, but one of the things I lo- always like to tell when I'm coaching with a client, I'm like, listen, you're going to go through challenges in your life, like what we've been talking about. You have this mountain you have to climb. Why run up the mountain? You know, you've got this mountain. Like, I really believe like God has the plan laid out for you. Maybe you pivot a little bit on things, you know, that he didn't really plan and they're hard stuff. And I really believe he doesn't put us through, you know, I, situations that we're not going to learn something from. And so I always say, mm-hmm. if you don't do something with the talent he's given you, you're cheating yourself. But if you don't do it for others, you're cheating me from the talent. I mean, if you didn't come forward and share your story like you're doing today, we wouldn't be touching some of the lives. We wouldn't be having this conversation that we're having today. And so I always talk about, you know, when you're climbing this mountain to, to the goal or the dream or the thing you want to achieve, don't run up the mountain. Take a stroll up the mountain. Get your mentors. Get the people you need next to you to help you with the rope. and you know, putting on your tennis shoes and all those things. 
and then take a little break, sit down in the scenic part of the mountain, have a picnic, and then start looking at what and who served me to this point and who do I need to release, right? So who needs to come off the mountain because you know what, they're just not the right thing or the people around me, right? And then pack your backpack, start climbing back up. And then when you get to the top of the mountain, you've reached the goal, don't just fall down the mountain like Jack and Jill. Like seriously, take a stroll down the mountain, stop again about thinking about what's the next thing you want to accomplish, have a little dinner on the way back down and be like, who do I need? I've done this goal. This is where I'm going. What and who do I need to do around me to accomplish it? You know, I just, I love that you mentioned the mountain because I just, every time I think about a mountain, I think about it's, and I don't like rock climbing and I don't like zip mining, but it's just, that's what I think about, right? And so it's it's just really, really powerful. And I just want to thank you. So tell everybody where they can find you um, on social media and stuff like that too, Shannon. Um, absolutely. Thank you. And I just climbed a mountain on Saturday. So I'm like visualizing me um, with two, with my friends. We had five of us went up the mountain. So that was beautiful. Um, yes, my resilient wellness, um, on Instagram, Facebook, um, my name, Shannon Morrison, I am on Facebook and everywhere too, but, um, my website is, is, uh, my dash rw.com. So you can find anything on my website to work with me. Um, and I'll be happy to just visit and see where it goes from there. Awesome. I love helping. So do you have a freebie or anything you want to share with anybody? Yeah, um, I do. And I can, um, um so speaking of words and affirmation uh my phone goes off at 11 every single day and it says i am enough so that's what that was <laughs> i'm like whoa it must be 11 um yes i do i have um an ebook and how can i get that to can you put it in the notes in the show notes yeah, so we'll put your we'll put shannon's uh freebie in the show notes so they can definitely download that and and get that all done. And before I let you go, I we have this little thing, and I didn't warn Shannon, Shannon ahead of time, so I apologize. So we have these no cards, they're amazing cards. They're called Better Questions, Better Life. Um, my friend oh. Carol Gill and her friend Diane Allen created these. I get no kickback if you're listening. Just go to Better Questions, Better Life. They're over 77 cards of different questions to ask yourself, do journal over, affirmations over, put it in your car, take a picture, put it in your phone, whatever. So I'm going to shuffle and you're going to tell me when to stop. And then we're going to have you answer one of the cards. Okay. okay? So fun. Oh my gosh. This is so fun. Here we go. Tell me when to stop. Stop. All right. So Shannon's question is, what is my gift to the world? I think we've been talking about it, but what is your gift to the world? Oh my gosh. Uh, my gift to the world is, um, I really feel like it is gem. Um, generational emotional mapping because I can really feel it. I actually test and, and connect with people and help them. But my gift to the world is um I do things messy. Um I think that I think that so many people are like, I get to do it perfect. I'm a perfectionist. I ca- I cannot be out loud and make a mistake. And I am the person that's going to try things 15, 20 times before I get it right and it's okay. Um, I do not have to be perfect. I think perfection is an illusion. And that's what I say all the time. My husband's like, oh, remember perfection is illusion. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I don't have to be right. And um, I believe to my core. And so if you do not have belief, I will share my belief with you. So that is a beautiful gift too. I love, and I love what you said about perfection. It's just so, so powerful. So I want to thank you for being on today. We're going to share everything in the show notes, your freebie and everything. And then if you are listening, we talked a lot about the the retreat today. We had little nuggets that I shared in there. 
And we've already are starting to fill up. We are we have 25 spots total. So we are about more than halfway through those spots already in less than a week coming back. So if you're interested in grabbing a spot, then you need to go to WSLivingRetreats.com. That's WSLivingRetreats.com. And we have everything from pay in full to 12-month payment plans. So it's an amazing, amazing opportunity So to join us. But I just want to remind everybody that's listening, as we say all the time, you come into this world, you are this oyster that's kind of rough on the outside. But as we open it up, we find it. Just like I did back in 2015, you'll find your inner pearl of greatness. And I hope you all have an amazing day. And please go follow Shannon. My name is Pearl Sorenza. Do you know what your score is for your self-care? Find out today. Go to pearlssurvey.com. That's pearlssurvey.com and see what your score is today.